0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: It's great to be with you today on America's Web Radio, David. It's the Immigration Hour, and it's great to be back. You missed me last week? You did, didn't you? I could tell he missed me, folks, because uh, he's got that dour look on his face that he gets when he says, I miss Chuck when he's not here. Who's going to bring sanity to my radio station? Um... David, while I was gone uh, for, I don't know, five days, and this happens every time I go out of the country, there's a major announcement on immigration. Uh, did you hear about the immigration announcement last week? Yep. Yeah, it made, kind of made big news. You know what was really interesting about that? I, one of the things I love to do, I'm kind of a political junkie in some ways. Are you familiar with Thomas at the Library of Congress? It's the... Um, website they maintain that tracks all the bills that are put into Congress. Have you ever used that? What's cool about Thomas, uh, and you can find this, you go to thomas.loc.gov, and this this uh, particular program tracks every bill, well, I don't know how far back it goes, but certainly as far as I'm interested in looking at bills, and looks at the legislative history of all the bills, who's the sponsors, the actual text, changes to the text, and so the, one of the first things I did when I heard the president was gonna endorse uh the the immigration bill sponsored by the new uh, uh elected Senator of the Federation for American Immigration Reform, uh Senator Cotton, and he was gonna be joined by our very own know nothing himself, David Perdue. I thought, you know, wow, I know that Cotton had put a bill in back in uh february that had been sponsored uh and written by his uh his uh his bosses at the Federation for American Immigration Reform and Fair and all the tanton uh, anti-population groups that are out there like numbers USA etc uh i know he put that in cuz now that sessions is attorney general they needed some other minion in congress so they got they 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 bought cotton off to do that uh and I thought, wow, that's weird. I, I didn't think anybody else had joined Cotton's bill because every sane Republican knows that it's never going to pass Congress and that it's, you know, completely vituperously uh, uh, just wrong for America uh, and and very xenophobic. Uh, and here's Trump endorsing it. So I went to Thomas and I said, oh, well, I wonder how many, co- I mean, they, may- maybe they've made inroads in Congress besides past uh, uh, the hypocrite David Perdue. And no, there's only two co sponsors of this bill, um, just, just Cotton and Purdue. Uh, and Donald Trump wants to get behind it. Now, it's no, no nobody should be surprised that Donald Trump got behind a xenophobic immigration bill written by opponents of immigration to America. Uh, he is, after all, staffing his entire administration with anti immigration restrictionist know nothings, uh, like Steve Miller, who apparently is going to be the communications director. Um, uh, along with people like Bannon uh, and others that he has uh, put in, head of Fair is now the head of the Ombudsman's office. Uh, uh, they've got other uh, other folks from the anti-immigration uh, groups that are staffing DHS, that are staffing DOJ, that are at CBP and ICE. So nobody should be surprised uh, that the anti-immigration movement has gained a foothold, uh, uh, maybe even a whole leg hold in the uh, in the Trump administration. Uh, but this bill, uh, we know about, it's been around since February, and there's been no substantive changes to Cotton's bill since then. Um, and I guess it just took till now, uh, when Trump wanted to go full-bore anti-immigration, uh, to really get uh, somebody interested in, in pushing it forward. But here's the reality. I mean, both uh, uh, the, Re- the Republican Party is... Not going to become known as the anti-immigration party, at least at the national level, with this type of bill. I mean, that might be they might become the anti-immigration party. Otherwise, we're not going to be part of it in this bill, uh, and that's because this bill would would really wreak havoc on the American economy. Uh, it would be so bad for the United States that um, at the end of the day, it would have no positive impact, none. Uh, and I know it was really interesting because you had uh, uh, you had uh, cotton with these talking points uh, about the bill, and literally every talking point was how do you say this what does the Washington speak for lying David they have a different word they use uh, 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 it it was exaggerated, but really it was more just a lie uh, about these bills and um, uh, our friends had catered at a really good job of actually looking at the facts uh on this immigration bill so that you can see what, what it really is. Uh and uh, we're gonna we're gonna walk through parts of the, the RAISE Act today. Uh RAISE RAIZ, not R A Z E. Because that's really what this bill does. It raises the entire immigration system as we currently know it. So I think we're gonna start calling it the RAISE bill as the balls as opposed to the RAISE bill. Uh, Does that that sound right, Dave? That's that's about right. But our friend David uh, Beer, who's been on our show before, um, had another op-ed in the Wall Street Journal uh, earlier this week uh, where he really addressed the different parts of this bill. And I think it's really important. First I want to congratulate David for getting in the New York Times again as an op-ed. I think it shows you what a great writer he is. And what a deep thinker he is about these issues um, and this is in the New York Times which is which is you know America's newspaper of record so to speak all right so this bill uh, argues that America is experiencing an abnormally high immigration not true uh, that immigrants are hurting American wages not true that their bill would prioritize skilled immigrants not true uh, and America would be more competitive internationally not true. David, David is very sweet, very nice guy. He calls these pure fiction. Uh, David, I am not, as you probably know at this point, not not quite as nice. Uh, I call them lies. Uh, I think it's best to call something out as what it really is, as opposed to being necessarily, you know, politically correct about it. Um, so this bill is a drastic. Let's talk about what the bill does, David. First off, this bill essentially eliminates family immigration. Um, now, we have had a number of shows over the years uh, that talked about the line. You need to get in the line. Uh, why don't these people just wait in the line? Well, this bill eliminates the line. There is no line because the categories disappear. So if you have been patiently waiting th- because your brother filed for you 15 years ago, and you've been patiently waiting your place in line, uh, if this bill became law, sorry, you're done. You're not coming in. Have a nice day. We don't let you in anymore. Uh, that, of course, would be a fraud uh, and would, would you uh, to America's detriment. In fact, David, this last weekend, I was in Peru uh, talking to an old friend of mine down there, uh, and I said, so how's it going? And I said, well, it's great, but I'm going to be moving to America next year. I said, really? Yeah, my brother filed for me. About uh, about 15 years ago, and I think it uh, looks like we looked at the bases. looks like it's going to be ready to go next year sometime. I said, well, that would be true if this Raise Act doesn't occur. And I told him about the Raise Act, and he just turned white. He says, but I've been waiting in line. They, that's not fair. They can't do that to me. Said, well, unfortunately, Congress can do anything it wants on immigration, so they could do that. Now, I also I am mean, it's not going to happen. Uh, but that what this bill does. So it eliminates the ability of a U.S. citizen <clears throat> or a permanent resident to bring in anybody who is not their spouse or child under 18. Right now the child limit is 21, so child under 18. So if you wanted to immigrate to America uh, because, let's say, you've got a brilliant idea and you're going to come to America because Donald Trump wants you here, uh and you're successful you can't ever bring your parents to take care of them you can't bring your si- siblings to to reunite your family and if your kids are over 21 they're not coming either welcome to america let's take our first break here on the immigration hour on america's web radio <laughs>
2: o tiene problemas con inmigración, o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net.
1: Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com.
0: This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2 You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome back to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Um, David, how's your garden, by the way? (laughs) It's like, uh, you know what's doing right outside right now? It's raining. Um, And this is apparently, I was talking to some climate guys uh, down in Peru. Uh, This is not going to change. This is is the way it's going to be for the next while. Every year it's going to get a lot more rain in the southeast like this. Mm. So we need to start planting, uh, instead of drought-tolerant plants, flood-tolerant plants yeah. would be good. I, I think we could go rice, far- rice farming. We could go to rice farming next year. That's uh, That might do us well. I want to put my tomato plants in little canoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to David Beer's article. Again, I, I, I encourage you to read it. It's from the August 4th edition of, uh, of the New York Times. Um, and David starts out addressing each of the, quote, pure fiction talking points of the Raise Act. Um, and uh, as I said, this bill, uh, they said, brings legal immigration back to its, quote, its historical norms, uh, close quote. But what they fail to do is talk about the population growth of the United States. So a million immigrants in 2017 is not equivalent to a million immigrants in 1900, when there was a quarter of as many Americans. So we bring in, yes, a million immigrants a year, and only about 140,000 of them are actually employment-based immigrants, uh, and really only about a third of those are because of the way the numbers work that we talked about previously. Um, This is not making America worse. Immigrants aren't uh, sucking off the government teat. They're not uh, uh, in any way doing anything that degrades or, or makes America worse. And in fact... Every piece of evidence out there shows that America is doing better. As David points out in his article, this is what I love about the folks at uh, at Cato. They really are numbers focused. Very, very factually based numbers, folks is focused, and I, I think David's got a either a master's or a PhD in uh, in, in in economics. I know Alex Nourajstei, uh, who's also been on our show, uh, has also got a PhD in economics. Brilliant, brilliant man. Alex was on uh, was on um, Tucker Carlson last night. I got to watch that show and see how he did. I'm sure he did great. But what David said is controlling for population. Today's immigration rate is nearly 30% below its historical average. If this bill becomes law, the rate would fall to 60% below the below the average. Um, and really, the only reason they're low is because of the World Wars and the Great Depression. So those are not norms they want to return to. Now, Cotton, and again, I don't know why Senator Cotton from Arkansas is so... Anti-white immigration—I mean, anti-immigration from people places that are not white—because uh, that's what that's what his bill really does: is it eliminates brown and black uh, immigration. Uh, Cotton is trying to connect a slow increase in the immigration rate to recent decades in declining wages for Americans without a college degree, implying that low-skilled workers are facing more competition for jobs than in earlier years. Earlier years. But this correlation, as they said, is, quote, spurious, close quote, because it ignores the size of the overall labor pool. And that's the thing with, with you know, what did Mark Twain say? There's lies, damn lies, and statistics. Uh, but you take out statistics. Look at the numbers. Just look at the pure numbers of this. Uh, the talking points they've come up with literally are complete fabrications, Complete lies, uh, and they're going to they're going to sell this bucket of lies uh, to the American public. This they're going to try. So, if you look at all the new job seekers, David say, born here and abroad, it actually reveals a significant decline in new workers competing for American jobs during the post-war period, from 1948 to 1980, as incomes rose for all workers. The labor force grew by 76%, driven largely by baby boomers. That's, David, you and I are both baby boomers, aren't we? Are you baby boomer? You pre-baby boomer. Are you baby boomer? Yeah. Yeah, Me too. So we're both baby boomers. We, We drove that, drove that up. Uh, and women entering the labor force for the first time. Since then, declining birth rates have led to about half as many new competitors entering the labor force each year, despite many more immigrants. This is such a great article uh, that David wrote here because it really goes to the core against the arguments of the anti-immigration folks because it really reveals who they are. They are anti-population, pro-abortion, eugenics folks. They're really about shrinking the number of people in the U.S. and the world. That's where Tanton and his minions come from. Uh, to them, immigration is just a means to an end. Um, they're all for forced sterilization, all for the negative stuff that doesn't make America and families stronger. Um, now, here's what's really powerful in David's uh, op-ed Here is Less educated Americans also faced less competition during this period. The ranks of non-college educated workers swelled 50% in the post-war period, compared to, and that's that period up until 1980, compared uh, with just a 16% growth in recent decades during this period of immigration. During both periods, high school dropouts saw a near-continuous decline in labor market competition from workers born here or elsewhere. In contrast, college graduates actually dealt with more competition than they had before. So it's a whole fallacy of their argument is that, no, Americans aren't facing more competition from foreign workers. They're actually facing less competition. All this suggests that the stagnation of wages has other origins, such as, one, new technology, burdensome regulations, not more job seekers, immigrant or otherwise. Um, now, I, again, David is just such a nice man, uh, and um, he, he he does this, he says it in a very nice way, the senator's analysis suffers from a similar confusion when they say their bill would create a, mo- a system modeled after Canada and Australia controlling for population these countries accept two or three times as many legal immigrants as America alright, well, you want to have a system that does that, Well, you're welcome to, I think America would be a lot stronger, but I find it interesting that they want, Cotton wants to copy Canada's immigration system, but doesn't want to copy their healthcare system. So what do you like about Canada and what you don't like about Canada? I mean, is that you get, you get to pick and choose now? Apparently it is. Now, so percentage wise, Canada and Australia welcomes many more people than we do. Canada and Australia aren't the only ones also surpassing us in welcoming immigrants. 17 developed countries accepts more immig- legal immigration. As a share of their population, than does the United States. This places the U.S. as an econ- at an economic disadvantage in the global race for talent. For years, Canada has attracted skilled immigrants from America, and Microsoft even opened an the office there specifically to take advantage of its system. Now, uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, basically, Cotton and Purdue, who are anti-regulatory. Uh, anti-government involvement want to actually have more government policy, more government taxation on immigration. They want to micromanage the labor markets in the United States. That's what they want to do. Um, so, what's, that going to, what's the, the solution for this is simple, David. If I'm an American business and I need 200 software engineers in Dallas, Texas next, next year, We're growing rapidly. Got to have 200 software guys. I can't find them here. I would normally, if I couldn't find them here, I'd use the H-1B visa to bring them in to work for me. That's going to be gone under this program, basically. What do I do? I either shut my business down or I move it someplace else. So I'll look at Canada. Hey, I'll look at Mexico. Where it's less, it's easier to bring in these types of workers than in the United States. So you want to have Cotton and Purdue, the irony never ceases to amaze me that these uh, anti government, pro business, uh, anti regulatory politicians have no problem micromanaging U.S. businesses when it comes to immigration. Um, David makes a really good point. Rather than cutting immigration, Congress should raise employment based code words, which has not been adjusted since 1990, when the United States had 77 fewer, million fewer people and the economy was half the size it is now. A smart reform would double green cards and peg future work visas to economic growth, responding to market forces rather than political whims. I mean, that's. I mean, that, that's, the way you, that's the way immigration should work. It should be tied directly to the economy and the economic growth of the United States. Uh, a lot of these um, anti-immigration restrictionists know-nothings suffer from this delusion that the pie never grows in America, that American economy doesn't grow, that doesn't get any bigger. When, in fact, there is no set size to the American economy. And it will continue to grow. And as you have a larger population, the economy itself will continue to grow and continue to bring economic benefits to all people in the spectrum. Now, it cannot be doubted that there are some people left behind. But that's not because of immigration. That's the immigra- Immigrants don't cause native-born Americans to lose jobs. Uh, I don't know a single employer that I represent that wouldn't tomorrow, tomorrow, Hire an equally qualified US worker to a foreign national. They would do it in a heartbeat if they could find that person. Well, what about all the people without jobs out there? A lot of people without jobs. Okay. Have they improved their skill set? What jobs are they out of? What work are they out of? What work don't they get to do? If you're talking about jobs in manufacturing, you're talking about jobs uh, that involve manual labor, here's your here's your reality. Those jobs are disappearing. Technology will eliminate many of those jobs going forward. Technology uh, is going to be the blame for the closing of factories. And I, I represent a number of, number of manufacturing companies. You go in their plants, and where 20 years ago, to represent them, they had two or 300 people in their plant, they have 20 now with robots doing the same amount of work if not more and doing it more perfectly. Uh that's the reality folks. Uh we, we you know, there's several books out there talking about the jobless future, how we're going to deal with the jobless future. But the idea that you're out of a job in x field, you're no longer can be a coal miner or you're not a person that works the works the loom in a factory. Those jobs are gone. Uh and you you really have to look at the future. Where can I get uh I, an education and or training that will move me forward uh on this process as as to moving me against the process. Uh again I just thought David did a good a really good job on the talking points on this because this bill uh is truly uh dangerous to America. Dangerous to America. Um now let's talk a little bit more about the RAISE Act. Um I got it's going to with the R E Z definitely the R E Z E Act the Raise Act is going to raise immigration to America, um, but as we look at the at the bill itself, let's look at what it does. One, as I talked about before the last break, uh, it actually eliminates all family based immigration, except for spouses and children under eighteen of U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Um, to two, it eliminates the diversity lottery program. Now, David, you and I have talked about the green card lottery program. I'm not a huge fan because I really don't think immigration to America should be based upon luck. That said, the diversity lottery has been very effective at bringing African immigrants to the United States. In Ever, because they really essentially couldn't immigrate before in, in our system, not because they were blocked out, but because our immigration before was either family-based or employment-based, focusing on uh, education. And the systems in Africa didn't put forward those folks to come over here, uh, and many didn't have relatives over there. So over here, so the African-based immigration was essentially nil, uh, very very low. Before 1990, uh, when the lottery is created. And the lottery has brought in millions of, um, uh, a couple million African immigrants over the, over the last 27 years. And I think America is much better for it. So the diversity lottery program is gone. Uh, the refugee program, um, is, uh, uh, basically gonna be capped at 50,000 from 100,000. Uh, and, um uh, as they talk about the family-based immigration and redefining child and immediate relative, uh, it is going to be really um, – it would be a complete rewrite of immigration. Let's take our break here on Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Si usted tiene
2: problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Traemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos hoy a los 404-816-8611, a los 404-816-8611 o al www.immigration.net. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctors' Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m.
1: Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the
1: AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you
0: for listening.
1: Welcome back to America's Web Brady. the Immigration era. We're kind of walking through the bill itself. So, what it does, right now, worldwide levels of family-based immigration are about 435,000. This bill limits them to 88,000 in any fiscal year. So, essentially, it eliminates family-based immigration. Um, no more unmarried sons and daughters of U.S. citizens. No more unmarried sons and daughters of LPRs, no married, sons and no, no married sons and daughters of citizens, and no brothers and sisters. Just bam. America no longer wants your family. David, now I was thinking about this. Uh, if, and this bill supposedly is going to attract um, people to come to the United States uh, because of our great point system, which we'll get into in a bit. But think about this. Would you immigrate to a country in which you could not bring your children? Oh, man, I don't think people. Will. I mean, I wouldn't. Would you immigrate to a country in which you couldn't bring your parents? Especially, for, a lot of people are from these cultures, data where where the kids are in charge of their parents' lives. They're responsible for their parents. Would you move to a country in in that situation? I wouldn't. So it, that that's the plan here, by the way. That they, they know that will happen, and so uh, these these restrictionists really. Want to eliminate legal immigration? And we talked about this for years, David, on our show. Do do not think that this rhetoric is only about l- illegal immigration. It's about legal immigration. Uh, I hate to say that I told you so, David. But you're right. I I told. Did you write that down, by the way? I did you write right when I said Hillary was going to win the elections, right next to that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I told you that. They also create. <laughs> You 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 were a Hillary supporter. You would have liked it if she had won. So well, I, I would have liked it if she had won because we wouldn't be having Donald Trump as our president right now. Mm. Uh, I think America would be far better off without Donald Trump as president. I think I'll, I think a vast majority of Americans agree with me on that. I don't think so, and I think uh, you know. It- Everybody has to have their own opinion, and that's uh, your opinion. And well, that's what's great about my show, David. It's my show, the, so I get to have the opinion. That's Right, and uh, but not necessarily the opinion of the radio. Station. Well, no, no, I know. No. Uh, my views do not reflect the views of the radio station nor its ownership. Does that, that how it goes, David? That's, uh, that's <laughs> beautiful. Thank you very much. Done <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: you got it written out. You got it written out. Um, they create a new visa category called the W yeah. visa. For parents of U.S. citizens who are at least 20, so your parents can have a five-year, what is essentially a visitor visa for five years. I guess they can come here and um, uh, they can die, I guess. But you have to have your own health insurance uh, to do this. Um, uh, What's interesting, this bill would also be effective as of that. There is no, it invalidates, this bill invalidates any petition under the family-based category filed before the date of the act, which is invalid. Gets gone, okay. Um, so, and it eliminates everybody in the line unless your line is currently current and you come in within a year. So it's all gone. It's just literally about, you're talking about millions of people who have planned their future around the U.S. immigration system. Just gone. This is why this is called the RAISE Act, the R-A-Z-E Act, the RAISE Act, uh, because it really raises immigration uh, in America. Uh, I'm so glad they chose that name. That's just awesome. Five, David, it establishes a point-based system. Now, have you ever heard of the point system in Canada, David? Are you familiar with that? Uh, So uh, basically it awards points for um, uh, speaking English, you look at the total points. So you get points for if you have a, if you have a degree of some kind, and depending where your degree is, you get certain points. Uh, English proficiency, you get points. Um, it doesn't give you points for uh, having a job in the United States. So you just have to be fluent in English, uh, be make be offered a job, could be offered to make a lot of money, uh, or be making a lot of money, or have a lot of money. Uh, and be able to speak English, you have those things, um, then you can, the, you get a highest ranking every six months, every six months, you can come to the United States. Um, and you can bring with you um, uh, minor children under the age of 18 and a U.S. citizen, okay? Okay. Uh, and uh, adult children of applicants who are unable to care for themselves get to come in. How very nice is this? Uh, no public benefits for five years, which is currently the law anyway. Uh, and this employment based system is really fascinating. So, David, let's, let's, let's run you. Points. All right. So, they have a point system here that goes from 0 to 51 plus. So, if you are, th- the highest point you can get is if you're 26 to 30 years old. You get 10 points. David, you and I are both above 51, right? You would both admit that, right? How many points do you get for being above 51? Zero. All right, so you have no points. All right. Education, David. A U.S. or foreign high school degree, one point, up to a U.S. professional degree or doctoral degree. So, David, you have a bachelor's degree. All right, so you get six points. Six points. Bachelor U.S. bachelor's degree, six points. I have a U.S. professional degree... I get 13 points. That's no, not fair. It's, I agree. It's not fair, David. It's not fair because your bachelor's degree is worth far more than my than my JD. Mine was practical. Yours is just a lawyer. Yeah, my <laughs> David, English proficiencies. You got six. I have 13. We both have no points on age, right? All right. So English proficiency. How would you rank your English proficiency? Would be you, would you be in the top 10%? Or would you be well, a little bit lower I, than that?
0: You know, I speak Southern, too.
1: So let's say let's say the ninth decile, not top ninety percent for the Southern. Okay, you get eleven more points. I'll take eleven too because I'm from New York. So that gives you seventeen. That gives me twenty-four. Seventeen to twenty-four. All right, kind of a football game. Next category, David. Have you won a Nobel Prize? You haven't, have you? No, but I I stayed at the Holiday uh, how, how how about Olympic gold medal? Have you you went to the Olympics? Yeah. But you didn't, we didn't win a level. Okay, so no points for didn't you. Go to the, I went to the Blue Ridge Mountains for the Olympics. Okay, also, so you got zero points like I do. So we still at 17 and 24. Um, job offer, David. The annual salary uh, is 150% or 200% of the median household income in the state of employment. You get five points, 200%, 300%, eight points, more than 300%, 13 points. David, would you consider yourself making more 150 cent, percent to 200 percent more than the median income in the state? So you no. Know, so you get, David, zero points. Mother egg. Zero points. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take eight points here, David, because um, I'm a lawyer. Okay. Yeah, well. So I now you have 17 points, and I now have 32. 32, David. Uh, investment in an active management. David, do you have one point three million dollars to invest in a business today? How do you know? Okay, so you get zero points. As do it, zero points for me. So you're still at seventeen and I'm still at thirty two. I get to wash your car. Oh, 32. two. All right. Um, you get no family no points, effective a spouse, no. Um, so David, I, I I've got some I've got some bad news for you. I you can't immigrate? You can't immigrate to America.
0: Oh,
1: well. And I can't immigrate to America. It's
0: okay, I'm going back to Texas anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> great, great Texas joke there, by the way. Uh, so you are barred from immigrating to the United States. Cool. It's the RAISE Act, it eliminates legal immigration to America. Um, you know, Canada has a point system that's a little bit different than this. Uh, not much, but it's a little bit different than this. Uh, and that's why Canada has lots of taxi cab drivers who have PhDs. You know, yeah, okay. Do you think, really, people are going to come to America under this formula and not be able to bring their families? Meet these criteria? I mean, it's a joke. This, this, is, this is truly a joke. Uh, and it is meant to destroy legal, legal immigration to the United States. Um, uh, I am... Uh, I, what I'm happy about, however, David... As this this bill will never even have a hearing in the Senate, It will never even have a hearing. Uh, neither Cotton nor uh, nor uh, uh, nor Purdue have any political sway in the House to get something like this passed. And this bill is not that different from bills that have been introduced in the House and the Senate previously by other minions of the of the far uh, far crazy uh, anti-immigration groups. Uh, used to be led by Senator Sessions. Cotton has now taken over that role. Uh, but it is uh, clearly a system uh, that will not see the light of day. So uh, people were freaking out, David. They were calling my office while I was gone. He texted me on Facebook. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? This bill will never become law. Not a chance in high heaven that it will become law. Uh, Lindsey Graham says it's not going to become law. Marco Rubio says it's not going to become law. Donald Trump Martin McCain says it's not going to become law. Guess what? It's not going to become the law. What these people want to do, though, is they want to use this as a building block for an immigration reform package. Now, David, you're an expert on Congress and how they operate. Uh, do you think there's any chance after health care has failed that they will address something as complicated as immigration? No. David's shaking his head. No, not a chance. You think they're even going to do tax reform? You think they're going to get the tax reform? Can you do tax reform without fixing the health care system? You think so? I don't think you can. I don't think you can.
2: But you voted for Hillary.
1: I voted against Donald Trump. I voted against Donald Trump. Um, and uh, as a never Trumper, I'm proud of that because I think I think really he is setting America on a very very dangerous course, uh, and he is I really truly believe he is the worst president to ever set foot in the White House. Um, I just don't know whether he's going to be still there in, in four years or not, or whether President Pence will have taken care of things at that point. Um, but this is uh, this is a bill. Tell your clients, if your lawyers uh, tell the press, this bill is not going to go anywhere. Keep looking at Thomas. Uh, Thomas.LSEO got good for this bill, for the Rays Act. Uh, this is by Senate 1720, by the way, which actually does bring us back to 1720, how ironic that is. Um, it is, uh, if you see any other sponsors jump on board, maybe they'll have a hearing. But I don't think you're going to see any sponsors on this bill because it's just that bad. It's just, it's, it's like the, 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 the teenage dream of FAIR now that they have people... In the White House, who will listen to them, and they have people in the, in the government agencies? All those people, by the way, will be losing their jobs in in three and a half years. Uh, I don't know who the Democrats will put up, uh, unless they put Hillary up. I think they're going to be sitting in the White House in four years. But David, is she running again? By the way, I know you want her to. You want her to. You and I both know Uncle Joe's going to run. She's on the uh, biblical uh, circuit now. I heard about that. I heard about that. You saw that article as well, didn't you? Uh, but uh, I think Uncle Joe is going to be running. Uh, I would hope some younger people would run, honestly. I don't think you need gray hair to govern America. I certainly don't think you need orange hair to govern America. Um, but I'd like to see somebody with some real ideas up in Washington, D.C., uh, rather than the stuff that divides America. I just, don't you just wish they could just get something done? Just get something done. I wish they could, uh, Dave. Can we take our break now and then come back for a longer segment as we as we as we phase out. Not much longer. All right, let's take sure, our break. The final
2: break. del grupo de abogados <laughs> Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más <laughs> de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración. Conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley. Y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net.
0: This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Great to be back on the America's Web Radio, David. Uh, I did miss you last week. I really did. Peru was wonderful. Uh, maybe some Peruvian listeners, but if you need a vacation and you want to have a great time, you need to go to Peru. Didn't you like my comment of the picture? I did. I did. I love that. I put some great pictures up there, didn't I? The God of Immigration. Yeah, that's, that's right there. Yeah, I promoted my firm right there at Machu Picchu. Siempre al lado de inmigrante. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. I got a lot of comments. Hey, how, how come you speak Spanish? You know, it's
2: like,
1: well, you know, el idioma de Dios. It's the way God speaks. You gotta be able to speak what God speaks. It's just that easy. Um, so we've, we've got this RAISE Act. This is not going to go anywhere, folks. I think, the, I think the like a lot of other bills that get introduced in Congress, like the DREAM Act, it's just going to sit there until the leadership decides that they want to move on I think, and this bill really is kind of a a bill designed to attack the Dream Act what they'll say is well if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, address the Dream Act then you've got to address this bill too that's this is just thrown up there as a roadblock it's thrown up there as a, a means by which uh, um, the anti-immigration groups can stop pro-immigration bills from passing Um Obviously, if there's a vote on the floor of the Senate tomorrow, the Rays Act it gets is, is defeated and DREAM Act passes. We, we know that. We, we know that will happen. If it was a vote in which there was no pressure at all, there's a 60-vote a majority for the DREAM Act. There's simply no doubt that it would pass. Um, but the problem is it's being held up uh, by those who want to tie a... Um, an overall immigration fix to the DREAM Act. Uh, and really, if you really care about the kids that are suffering uh, because of DACA and because of what has happened with that and the threats that DACA is under going forward, um, you would call your congressman. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, David, that number is 202-223-1212, 202-223-1212. And call your senator and say, vote on the DREAM Act. Vote on the DREAM Act. Vote on the DREAM Act. Uh, because if, if they would vote on the DREAM Act um, alone, it would certainly pass Congress as we know it. It would certainly pass. Uh, the DREAM Act in the Senate today is uh, Senate uh, 1615 that has Lindsey Graham and seven co-sponsors. Uh, the DREAM Act in the House is sponsored by another Republican, by Democrat, Royal uh, Representative Royal Ballard, uh, and has three co-sponsors. I don't think any of them are are, uh, are Republicans. Um, uh, no in fact they are. They're actually two Republicans, Kaufman from Colorado, uh, Rose Liddin from uh, Florida and Lofgren, Zoe Lofkin from California. So it's a bipartisan bill in both of these. Um, uh but at the same time it's uh it's not seeing the light of day because they want to tie uh, an overall fix of immigration. Uh, they want to tie building the wall. They want to tie increasing spending on immigration enforcement at a time when there are fewer immigrants to come to America. And that's another thing, David. If, if you limit something that is in great demand, what generally happens? Anybody who's taken Econ 101 will tell you the price will go up, uh, demand will not decrease. And people will find a way around the, the around the supply problem. Let, let's point up issue number one. A great example. Of this David, I don't know, David, you were probably a teenager during prohibition, right? You're teenager about that time. <laughs> <laughs> so go back to prohibition, 1921. Yeah. 1921. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna. Li- there's a people like drinking in America. The pro-prohibition forces. We need to stop alcohol. It's destroying people's lives. Okay, you know, alcohol generally doesn't serve a lot of great purposes, and certainly <laughs> does destroy lives. But people have their free will. We're gonna, but we're gonna pass a law that makes it illegal. So that eliminated alcohol in America, right? No. What, I mean, what was the exact opposite result? Increased crime, the rise of criminal organizations, and people drinking alcohol behind closed doors. Okay. Marijuana is another great example of this. Okay, people want to use marijuana. It's illegal. Yet, there's marijuana everywhere in America. Right? So, if you said, okay, we're not going to have any immigrants, so we're going to limit immigration to America to essentially 150,000. It's not halving the immigration. It's like eliminating immigration to America. Um, What's going to happen? Illegal immigration is going to go up. This idea that Trump has reduced illegal immigration at the border, as and it's a result of the increased enforcement, is a fallacy. It's not. Really, the only increase that we've seen in any illegal immigration over the last uh, three years, uh, or this year, is because of the people fleeing the nightmare that is Central America. All other immigration is down significantly and is on a downward trend for the last fifteen years. Why? Because the demand, the outlet for immigration has decreased, uh, certainly in, in our hemisphere, because people come from smaller families. Other economies are growing. Generally, other countries are safe enough for people to stay. Uh, Mexico's last year doesn't help anything, but uh, generally speaking, there are jobs. People will stay where their family is if they've got a job. They won't seek to come to America if they think it'll be hard to get in or hard to stay. Uh, so there's all these factors that look at this. It's certainly not the wall, and the wall will never keep anybody out, which we've had several shows on. Uh, but if we have a system that, that dissuades people and says you can't come to America, but there is still this demand from U.S. agriculture, U.S. manufacturing, U.S. innovation, tech, for workers that we can't fulfill, I guarantee you people are going to come illegally. It's going to increase illegal immigration. It just will. Uh, Maybe these guys have a secret plan on they're all buying stock in the private prison industry because they can arrest people and put them in these private prisons. Um, David, you saw, I'm sure, the news article out in New Mexico where one of the private prisons threatened to close the prison they currently have, if the state didn't immediately put 300 more people in their prison. Really, we want private corporations like this is like RoboCop. You know, let's go in and buy and buy a city and, and put everybody in jail. So I would encourage you folks if you're interested in the Dream Act, if that's something because the, the Raise Act, you can call your senators, but they're not. I mean, unless you're like me and my senator is one of the two co-sponsors of the bill, even even Johnny Isakson has not stepped up to this bill. That speaks volumes, David, about what this bill is. And I don't get Purdue. I don't get why he has a man who has made money on immigrants his entire life is now turning on immigrants. He's a hypocrite. He's an absolute hypocrite. I hope somebody decent runs against him in twenty in 2020, because I think he will go down and defeat in 2020. But if you're interested in the DREAM Act, forget the RAISE Act for right now. If you're interested in the DREAM Act, it's H.R. 3440, H.R. 3440. Uh, or in the Senate, it is uh, uh, Senate 1615, Senate S. 1615. Call your senators call your congressman and say, I want you to sponsor this bill. I want this bill to come for a vote. We need to solve the DACA problem. That's the thing I want to talk about, David, about this DACA issue. Uh, Nine attorney generals and one governor from one of the states which is an AG, so nine states, have threatened Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions on DACA. That if he didn't eliminate DACA, they would sue the federal government to bring an end to DACA besides being cruel, heartless bastards and uh, destroying children's lives and hurting their own economies, uh, they're not going to win this. They may very well... But of course, causing a lot of consternation in the community, but they're not going to win this. And why aren't they going to win this? And I, you know, I've talked to my friends at the ACLU about this, and I, I think I'm right on this. Uh, the key difference between DAPA which lost in the federal courts, incorrectly in my opinion, but lost in the federal courts to this point. And DACA is this. Uh, If you go back to my blog of February 2015, uh, in which I begged President Obama to please follow the APA. We we knew he was going to lose this case early on, before the court even heard it, because he didn't publish in the APA, the DAPA EAD provisions. That's the key difference between DACA and DAPA. DACA's employment provision, which is the only thing really at issue here, DACA's employment provision has gone through the APA rulemaking process. And because it has gone through the APA rulemaking process, no court is going to strike it down. It's just not. Under the Chevron deference standards, you're not going to strike it down um, and rule it unconstitutional in any way. The President clearly has authority to parole people in the United States and under the APA issue work authorizations of uh, under the C thirty-three category. So I think that DACA will if it's challenged, and it probably will because Trump's not gonna end it, he doesn't want to be too two faced on this stuff, uh they're gonna try to end it with a judge and they're gonna lose. Even if they if we by some miracle they get the same crazy judge from South Texas, uh they're not gonna get the same panel. Your buddy your buddy Jack's not gonna be on the panel again on the Fifth Circuit. Uh, and it's not going to be upheld. DAPA has already, DACA has already gone through a lawsuit as well and been thrown out on standing issues. So I, I just don't think there's any chance that DACA is going to go away. Uh, but we need to be planned for the future. Uh, DACA is not a permanent solution. It's a temporary solution, and we need to see it as, as such and work towards a more permanent solution in the DREAM Act. And I, I would hope um that uh, that both these dream acts which which really uh, reflect each other, I mean they're basically mirror copies of each other, uh, would actually be passed on so the dream Act as written uh, says this as far as who qualifies. Uh, basically, um, uh, an individual, uh, shall be considered a time of obtaining status of a permanent resident to obtain this such as a conditional basis so that you if you have if you're here, if you meet the criteria that we're going to read off here, you're going to get conditioned resident. So you have to be under eighteen years of age when you came in the country. you must have been physically present in the US for four years before the date the bill, the laws passed, under eighteen when you came in. And four years before the been in the country, four years before this passed. So the maximum age of anybody here uh, is going to be uh, probably, let's see, 44 days of act. So probably somewhere around 30, 35, 36. Um, and one, not inadmissible. Okay, so you don't have any criminal convictions. You're not a terrorist. You're not, you're not a, you didn't commit fraud. Uh, no marriage fraud. You didn't vote illegally, et cetera. Uh, you haven't um, persecuted anybody. You have no uh, criminal offense, uh, that is not punishable by more than one year in prison, uh, or three or more offenses in which you you are, you are imprisoned for more than 30 days. Uh, if you have been admitted to college, you, you have a high school diploma, currently enrolled in high school, uh, or in a process of getting, uh, a GED of some kind. now, if you've got an expunged conviction, that's not that. That may, in fact, be thrown out uh, under this on a case-by-case basis. Uh, DACA will, of course, be eliminated, uh, and the fee to do all this will be somewhere in the neighborhood of. Um, let's see an application of fees. Uh, well, they didn't. Um, well, the fee is in here somewhere. But nonetheless, there will be a fee in this. There will be travel permissions. It's it's just overall a very, very, very good bill. Uh, and um, uh, I would hope Congress would pass it. That's our advice to you today on immigration. That's our con- concepts today. Don't forget that the RAISE Act, R-A-Z-E, the RAISE Act. Uh, and uh, where we go from here is really up to you, the listener, as we, as we lobby Congress, as we try to make changes in our laws that benefit all of America as well as immigrants. See you next week on the Immigration Hour on America's web radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200, or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.